Welcome back. I am Gregory. You're back here with me. It's Tuesday, the 15th of this wonderful, lovely month of October. Uh, Shocktober, October, Scaretober, No Drink, No October, Sober October, whatever you want to call it. This is that month. We are halfway through. We're at the midpoint, folks. We're almost to November. That's right. But right before we get to November, you know, you get to do that cool thing. Regardless of what age you are and how crazy it may look, I'm talking about trick-or-treating. Get your little outfit on, go to your parties, hang out, have a nice time, or just hang out with your kids in the neighborhood collecting candy or letting your kids collect candy and stealing the shit from them. Whatever floats your boat. No, but... Seeing that it's uh, October, and this is, for whatever reason, a scary month, although the holiday is one day and at the end of the month, I'm going to talk about something that's kind of creepy. Yeah, I want to talk about something that's creepy, something that's scary. Okay, it's not really scary. I'm lying. I'm lying. It's not scary. But it's weird. And I guess weird goes along with creepy, and creepy goes along with scary, and scary goes along with October, and that leads me to dreams. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about dreams and aspirations like you want to be a doctor, astronaut, or a scientist, or an NBA player. No, 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 no. Not those dreams. I'm talking about the ones that pop into your head when you go to sleep at night and you don't know what the fuck they mean. Yeah, that's right. You don't know where they come from, what they mean, or anything. And now, everyone has different thoughts and opinions and beliefs and theories on what dreams mean. I'm not going to address any of those because I don't really give a damn about any of those. I only am concerned with what I think. And I'm going to tell you a story. And then I'm going to tell you my thoughts. And the story is kind of funny. It's kind of weird. It goes back to the 80s. Why do I like to go back to the 80s so much? I don't know. Seems a time of more innocence and discovery and things were new. Anyway, I digress my favorite period of time for right now maybe i'll move to the 90s later on but for right now we're in the 80s and this 80s dream happens i don't know how old i was i'm giving it to age frame i guess i was between 11 and no 9 and 11 9 and 12 9 and 12 so now before i get into the story let me get a little more detail here i've always been fascinated with my dreams in particular because when i'm dreaming i know it's a dream like I can pick out points in my dream and reference those as being fake or something I've constructed for the most part. Sometimes I can't, but more times than not, I know it's a dream. And the older I've gotten, it's just been to uh, make that uh, distinction. However, when I was younger, I couldn't tell the difference. So um, I started noticing over time I'd have these dreams, but then maybe a period of time later, I have part two or a continuation of that dream and i still feel i would have these dreams there's dreams that would kind of carry over in parts so this one particular one was um it had to be the 80s because it was moped scooters it included those and if you don't recall scooters or you're not aware of those or you weren't um, born five or six presidents ago we just had this thing with honda Sprees, Honda Spree and Honda Elite. And they were basically scooters, real cool. They came in red, black, I think maybe white or gray or silver, something like that. I don't know. But definitely red and black. And you were hot shit if you had a red one. 
if you had an elite, you was really the man. If you had a spree, sprees were cool, but the elite, that was the whip. You had if you had an elite, that was cool. Then they had some bigger ones you could drive right on the streets. I mean, they were all were street ish legal. But it was kinda of like a it's kinda of like a, a moped, you know. So um and at the time I had um I think I was in elementary school and I had a neighborhood friend, childhood friend. And we used to hang out all the time and kick it. And this dream included my boy. So, in this dream, we're riding our scooters through the neighborhood. And we parked in front of my house. And we decided to ride over and meet some other friends of ours. And it's in the evening, so the sun is set. It's kind of cloudy overcast a little bit and we ride to see our friends and as we ride the sun comes up for whatever reason yes it was the evening but then the sun started coming up and we rode down to their house and picked them up and they had their scooters and some of them had bicycles what's funny is that in the dream the bicycles kept up with the scooters i think the scooters would go about 30 miles an hour 35 miles an hour maybe something like that i don't i think the the, the sprees were a little slower the elites were faster but this this like 30 miles an hour that's safe that's a safe um estimate on average so we rode down the street and um we all riding together. Um, one of my boys' name was, name was Fred. He had a, a 10 speed. It was silver. He's riding his bike. Me and my boy, we riding on the scooters. My scooter looked like a bicycle, though. Um, and I think that was because I never rode a scooter. I don't think I ever rode one. I, I know I did. I never had one, definitely. So I didn't ride one. So I rode a bike. So the only thing I could um, associate the ride with was a bicycle. So we're riding and we pick up our friends and then we get back and we come back to my house. And there's something weird that happens that I can't remember. There's a piece of the dream that's there and I can see the scene but I can't remember it. And all of a sudden I end up in my bedroom. Now we come back to my house and then we, we're in front of the house now. And then I end up in the bedroom. The thing about my bedroom was that my bedroom was in the attic. And the attic was at the top of the house and there was a little oct- octagon window that was like an attic window, but it was my room. It was finished off. It was hot as hell in the summertime and cold in the wintertime, but it was a room. And I remember being up in the room and looking out the window, and I saw my friends, and they're looking at me like, come on, come on, come on. And then the scene just changes. I end up in my back room of my house, which is a den, like an enclosed porch, but it was really nice. And I look out my back window, and I see this space shuttle. Yeah, a space shuttle parked in my backyard. And I'm, I'm telling the dream the way I remember it. Now, I'm pretty sure there are pieces of the dream that I don't recall anymore. But I'm trying to tell you as I recall it, because that's a significant part of the story. So, I'm looking out my back window, and I'm like, it's a fucking shuttle. It's a space shuttle. And years later, I found out that the reason why I had some elements in my dream, and I'm, I'm going to get to that later on. But the shuttle was significant in helping me understand why my dreams are struck, how my dreams are constructed. So I saw this shuttle, and I was looking out the window at it, and then it's dark again. Kind of like, if you could, not dark, but you know, in the summertime when the sun goes down, the sun's shining on the clouds in the sky, and there's like some clouds in the sky with the sun reflecting off of them, and it gives that orangish kind of hue. That's what they look like. And that time of day is significant as well. So that shuttle just sat there. And then I wake up. And that's the end of the dream. Now, I know several days went past before I had another dream similar to this. But the next dream I would have would start where I left the last one off. In the back room looking at the shuttle. 
and then it'd be something different. Like my friends and I'd be going somewhere different. There was one time we were there was something that I woke up in the start. I went to sleep and it started with the shuttle. Then we were in front of my house with cars, and it was weird because I was young. I wasn't driving, but I liked cars. So there were like two cars parked in front of the house in the street in an odd way. And that dream went on for I don't know how long, but you know, that's 30 years ago, over 30 years ago, and I still recall. So I must have had several versions of that dream where I was in that little world. Now, I mentioned that the sky and the um, space shuttle were significant. Uh, as I trace back that time, Roughly, that was around the time when there was a space shuttle Challenger that um, took off. They exploded on 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 launch, and that was uh, something we watched in school, and that's all on TV, and it was profound. It, it, it left an impression upon me. So I'm thinking the shuttle. Put that in my head because that was part of the event they went on at that time. The clouds in the sky, the color of the sky, was uh, unique. But it was something that I could associate to a period of time because when I was a, to that period of time, rather, because when I would come home from school as a kid, I would lay on the couch and I would lay in that in our den and look out this big picture window, and I would see the sky and I would just stare at the sky. I mean, I, and I know it was eleven when I did that. Uh, that when I had my fear of death phase, where I was like, "I'm going to die one day in seventy-five or eighty years, I'm going to die." <laughs> so I remember sitting there staring at that sky for days upon days upon days. And that kind of worked its way into my dream. The scooters are obvious, you know. Um, but kind of building off that dream. And it didn't, like I said, it didn't come to me at 11 when I figured out how my dreams were put together. Because I had some crazy dreams after that. But I, um, you know, through the years, I, I came to realize that events in my life, in the day, in my not so much my life, well, in my life, but immediate events, things in my day-to-day life come into play when my dream is put together. And it's it kind of weird. But as colorful, as, as, as vivid as they are when you're sleeping, you can't remember them when you wake up. Like you try to, but you can't. And um, I, think that's, I think that's kind of mysterious. You know, I've watched the videos and they said how the brain works when you're going to sleep and how dreams start, where, where you start dreaming and things of that nature. Um, but... I, I, I feel that the one key factor that benefits, that you can, that at least I have benefited from dreams, has nothing to do with how much of it you can recall, but the fact that it kind of, it inspires, a, it inspires creativity or thought. You know, like, I've always looked at it as, you go through a whole day or weeks or maybe months or years just collecting all this data and you see things that are interesting to you, but you can't really focus on them at that point. Or maybe the brain is like, okay, this is the person I'm, I am. And you see like a giraffe, a leather factory, some kids playing in a water fountain. And then you say, oh, shoot, we'll put all these things together this head because this is how the brain's working. The brain is calculating and putting things together to give you Images and imagery of things that may be interesting to you. And it always seemed to be round the money. Uh, side note too. I've always noticed that I can't really scream in my head. I just thought about that. You know, you have thought to yourself, you're talking to yourself in your head. You can't really scream. 
You can't scream at him. You can scream at yourself, but it's not loud. You can see yourself screaming at him, but you're not, it's not annoying. Well, if it's annoying, then you might want to say help. Oh, side note, little tidbit. Just want to have it there. <laughs> All right, get back on track. You're getting lost here. So, yeah, I mean, where it's it's got to be some. It's got to be a start or or of inspiration. You never seen people who wake up and they say they just wake up in the middle of the night. Like I know people who've been doing things, or I've heard people talk about things where they say, "I was sleeping, I just also just woke up and I had an idea, and I had to write it down." Or they wake up in the morning and they're like, oh my goodness, I just had an idea, a brilliant idea. That's the brain taking everything you've put, you've, you've, in, you've, in, you've taken in over n number of days, hours, or years and just crunching the numbers, so to speak. Just processing the data. It says, I know what you're trying to do. I know what you're doing. I'm going to give you something. And it spits it out. And maybe there's so much data there, you can't recall it all. Yeah, I think if we remember our entire dream, maybe it will make us crazy. I don't, you know, I've had dreams before. I'm not sure if you all have had this, but I've had dreams before when I've, where I've woken up and it felt so real that I was depressed. Like, if you had a dream that was sad, like somebody who's no longer with us or somebody that passed on or a friend you haven't seen in a long time or maybe an old relationship or something like that, friendship or not, you know, that you just remember you had that dream where dream feels so real that you wake up and you're looking like, where, where am I? What, 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 what was that about? You know, those things can be kind of cool, I think. But they can also be kind of shocking. You know, it's amazing how the brain works, how the mind works. Um, some people look at it as being a spiritual thing or enlightenment or something. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just enjoying the opportunity to to be a part of it, to be... Um, Able to, uh, what's the word? I'm enjoying the opportunity to be in the moment with it. You know, sometimes you think, why does it happen? Why is it like that? Mm. Some things are just not meant to be understood. I guess that's my takeaway from this. Huh, to my own little therapy session. Yeah, the reality is, if you knew, it might make it. It would make it probably less exciting, you know. We don't know. Everyone doesn't know how a combustible engine works, but they know how to turn the key and make a cargo. You don't know exactly what's happening under that hood necessarily. Some people do, but not everybody does. Or your refrigerator, or your stove, or your computer. You just know you do a few things and it works, and you accept that as being a fact, and just being the way it is. So I think dreams should be that. Just look at dreams the same way. There was someone to say, I figured out how the brain works and how it processes data and what dreams really are. Anyone wants to know, come stand in line and for 25 cents, I'll give you the answer. I would not. I would go take a nap and enjoy my dream. <laughs> it's essentially like watching a movie being made from behind the scenes. You lose all the joy because the mystery is gone. The curtain has been pulled back and you see the wizard is wearing a green suit. He is not all powerful. So, I take that for what it's worth. You guys, um, let me know what you think about it. I'm curious to know. Because I can't be the only one. And if I am the only one, that means I'm going crazy. Okay. So, let's move on a little bit here. Next subject is going to be... Uh, very, very, very 
very annoying situation. Um, although it happened a long time ago, it was a very annoying situation. Um, we used to have, well, let me back up. I love dogs. Right? I make no secret of it. If you ask me, dog, cat, love dogs, cats can go. Yeah, if you buy a cat and you like a cat, more power to you. I don't want a cat. I'm not a cat person. Never have been. Maybe it will be in the future, but as it sits right now, I am not a cat person. And I love all dogs. Or at least I used to think I loved all dogs. Until we had the Prince episode. And not the singer. Prince, the late great Prince. And I come out my house with a dog and a dog piss on my lawn and my carpet and my couch. No, that didn't happen. This was a doggy named Prince. Now, Prince was a Pomeranian. Back up. Prince was a teacup Pomeranian. If you don't know what a teacup Pomeranian is, I hope you know what a teacup is. Imagine a Pomeranian and a teacup. That is what he was. He was a four pound, and I'm being nice, maybe six, four or six pounds, little stick of dynamite. This dog did not like me. Nah, but I had to be nice to him. He wasn't my dog. He was my dog. Was my dog was wonderful. My dog was a Cavalier King Charles Cocker Spaniel. Still is to this day. Live and kicking. Pomeranian. He didn't like me. He didn't like my dog either. My dog was real cool. But see, he liked attention, and that was a mistake. See, I learned later on that. Those type of dogs are uh, one person type dog. They bond to one person in the family. They are not a sharer. They do not want to have an open relationship. They are exclusive monogamous dogs. And he didn't like this because there were many of us in the household and it kind of confused him. Now, full disclosure, he was not the right dog for us. Full of disclosure, we didn't pay attention to that. Full disclosure, we learned the hard way. Ultimately, Prince had to go. I'm going to tell you why. Two events happened in our life that made that dog and us uh, have to reevaluate our relationship. <sighs> so I take him out for a walk one day with my dog. My dog chilling cool. He cool chilling. He's like, hey, we going for a walk. We going for a walk, player. I put the collar on him. Let's go. Hey, I'm not going to walk too fast. I said, cool. I'm not going to run. We good. We good. Prince is back there. He's like, man, we don't take Prince. I said, I don't really want to take him, but he got to go for a walk. At the time, we were living in a townhouse. So we didn't have a yard to we could let him run. So we had to get, you know, you can do a thing. You got to let the dog walk so the dog don't piss on your carpet. Standard stuff. So I take him out. And mind you, this dog was six pounds. Little guy. And we walking through our complex all the way to the main road. Now, I'm on the main road with this dog. And I can't to this day tell you exactly what happened, but this little ass pulled back from me and wiggled his head out of the collar. Now, I know what you're thinking. And your only thing is if you've never had a small dog. Small dog, bend down, pick him up, get him, go back home. That didn't happen here. Um... This dog was the Barry Sanders of Pomeranians. 
I look like an idiot for 25 minutes chasing this dog. Let me tell you what happened. He was smart enough to not run the street. He was smart enough to not run the driveways. He was also smart enough to not come within 12 feet of me. He would run, 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 then stop and look at me like, I wish you would try to catch me. You ain't got the wheels. And I was trying my best. Now, this was 13 years ago. So I was in my early 30s. I had my wheels about me. I got to go. I could not catch this little guy, though. I tried. I ran around chasing him, chasing him, chasing him, chasing him all around. Then he decides he's going home. I didn't know this dog knew the way home. Because I wasn't an avid dog walker. But I did walk there from time to time. He looks at me and he just starts running. And he would stop and then run. Now I'm afraid because it's my wife's dog, not mine. I can't tell her I took a dog out. Her dog got hit or worse, lost. We walked. Now, 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 I'll give you an idea how far we were from our place. We walked to get to where he got loose uh, for about mm, 25 minutes. Twists, turns, curves, in and out of complexes. So, when a dog is running back of what was a previous 25-minute walk, he's not going the route you took as a walk. He's going under bushes, around porches, under cars. He's going everywhere. Eventually, I find myself where I pick up my dog because he's tired. He's like, I'm done with this shit. I'm carrying him, jogging after this Pomeranian as I watch him trot right back to our front door. And my mother-in-law sitting in the front, out front in a chair. He runs right up to her, right up and jumps in her lap. I'm sweating, dying, dying, sweating. I'm passing out almost. I'm in, I'm in pain. Because I'm 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 not I'm not happy. I'm hurting. I go in the house. I grab this little dog by his tail. Well, not even pick him by his tail because he really didn't have a tail. But I picked him up by his belly and I brought him in the house. And I put him in his cage. And I told my wife, I said, this dog and me are done. Everyone thought the shit was funny. I'm coming back in my jacket because it wasn't hot, but it's hot after you run. You know when it's like like 66 and you put a jacket on because the wind is blowing, but you start running so much that all of a sudden you wish you had on underwear and a tank top because you're that hot? That's what it got to. And all the while, too, I'm just like, I'm telling like, I'm done with this dog. I'm done with him. He don't like me. He don't respect me. He taunted me. He was taunting me for several, several minutes. I never caught him. You're missing the point. In case you, you, you think I'm going to tell you, well, no, I did catch him and then he got away. No, I never caught him. He took himself back home. He looked at me and said, I'm going to have fun with this food. I'm going to see if I can get my first heart attack. Didn't happen. But still, he went back home. Now, everybody laughing. Everybody laughing at me. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm the butt of the joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember I told you it was two things that sealed Prince's fate? The second one was when he bit one of the kids. Now, he bit my five-year-old at the time on the nose and on the face. Bit him and snapped at him, bit him, everything. And all of a sudden, that wasn't funny. And it wasn't. And it wasn't a thing to get over. It wasn't. But that was when we learned that... um. 
you know, he wasn't the right dog or we weren't the right family for him. We weren't a good match. So we ended up finding a home for him with someone else in our family who had an adequate environment for them. They had a bigger dog too, bigger, older dog, which was a dominant dog because my dog is not a dominant dog. I mean, he is, but he's not aggressive. He's not a teacher that I know of. Maybe he's in dog languages. He's good, but he's not a teacher. So we sent him to another family. And last I heard, I'm sorry about that. Last I heard, he was doing very well. But this is a lesson. This is a lesson. Um, One, never buy a dog without knowing his tendencies. That's two. And two, if a dog is taunting you and looking at you, leave his ass where he is. That dog is evil and he does not like you. That dog has officially gone cat. That's all I have to say about that. Oh. All right, we got we have room for one more dog story. I got one. That was a more recent story. I'm gonna go back a little bit. I'm going back to my childhood once more. I'm visiting, getting my time machine, calling up Bruce Banner and getting in that time machine and flying back to the year 1980 something. I don't know. You know I love the 80s. I keep going back to it, baby. I um I had a dog that uh. I got from a neighbor in in the city. When I lived in the city, you know, when you get a dog in the city, you don't buy that dog from a groomer or nothing. You you get a dog. You want a dog, you get a dog. And that's what I got. Old lady down the street had a dog that got knocked up because some stray dog run through the neighborhood got a dog knocked up and she had me for one of the puppy. I said, Mama, can I please have a puppy? <sighs> All right, whatever, whatever. She talked to my dad, convinced him that this bad idea was a good idea. And we get this dog. Now, let me tell you something about this dog's environment. This old lady didn't really bring her dog in the house. That's a sign. When you don't bring your dog in the house, that means your dog is surviving in the city at night outside. That means your dog is gangster. It also means your dog a little loose. Okay, She had a fence, but that dog was running through that yard. And back in the day, dogs get in your yard and they climb. Dogs climb fences. See, I don't know if people realize it, but a dog will climb a four-foot wire fence, chain link fence. They'll climb it. They'll go up and they go down it. Don't believe me? Google it. I know it's on YouTube somewhere. Check it out. Dogs climb fences to get what they want, especially when they're in heat, male and female. So that's how her dog got knocked up. I don't know what the dog was mixed with. Nobody knows what the dog was mixed with. We don't even know. I don't even think I have a picture of this dog. Okay. So. We get this dog. This puppy. Um, and my mom. That was my mother that I convinced. This was my dad. I, he convinced. My mom didn't want the dog. She didn't want the damn dog. And the first night. First couple of nights. We tried getting the dog to sleep. Where we put the dog? Do we put him in a room somewhere? Are we we put him in a room. I think we put him in a little vest, the little breezeway through our front door, by our front door. Basically, it wasn't a big space. It basically is a foyer, but it wasn't like it had. It was a little four doors. You stood in with the four doors. And it's a small space, three, three by three. We put him in there and he had a fit. We put him in a room, in the back room, a bedroom like that downstairs, and he had a fit. So we ended up putting him in the, um, our den, the den. Because at this point in time, our den had no carpet. We, had gone, we were going through the process of redoing the room or doing something to it. So we pulled this old 1970s carpet up. All we had was like a linoleum floor. 
you know, the stuff with uh, asbestos and lead in it. Yeah, just don't tear it up. Yeah, we had it there. It's, I think it's still there to this day. I digress. So, what we do is at night, we during the day, we had the dog outside all day. And then at night, we come home. And after we come home, we feed the dog in the house. Then we put the dog in the back room when it's time to go to bed. And you had to hear the dog barking and whining and crying until he fell asleep. <laughs> it was horrible. It was loud, too. He was just whining, whining. So, oh, I'm sorry. I should have told you the title to this story. Um, the dog ate my couch. That's what the story is called. The dog ate my couch. I'm, I'm not losing my mind. That's exactly what the hell the story is called. Um, so, this is summertime. Early summertime to mid-summertime. What is that? Early to mid-summer. So, mind you, this dog is in this room. Now, I'm going to school. My mom going to work. Dad going to work. This dog is in the back room all day by itself. At this time, we had only thing we had back there was like a shitty old TV and a brown um, uh, sofa bed, sofa couch, whatever you call it, sofa bed couch, sofa couch, sofa couch, sofa bed, whatever. So, you know, those sofa couches, they underneath them, they got, you know, there's a little space in there because it's a mattress. But it's a wood frame, and it's that, I call it potato sack material. It's like a potato, potato sack couch. So it wasn't like it was um, leather or pleather. We had a pleather couch. I threw up on that, and they threw it away. Long story, we'll tell that one later on. Say that for another day. So, back to the dog in the back room. Old boy's in that back room on that couch. He's sleeping on the couch. Then, <clears throat> at some point, we started going back there and we couldn't find her. Find her. It was a girl. We couldn't find her. We're like, what the fuck is this dog? So, she would eventually come from under the couch. She was so small at the time because she was a baby. She would crawl in the house and sleep under the couch. So, we thought it was cute. So, my brother and I would go back there and we'd sit on the couch and watch TV while she was under the couch. Then she'd crawl out from under the corner. Well, eventually she got too big, and I don't know if she grew overnight, but she crawled in there one day and couldn't get out. She was crying and screaming at night. So we had to go out there and get her out. So we figured, well, dog going to be sleeping under the couch. Well, she'll sleep on the couch, whatever, whatever. Um, another f uh, fun fact. When you leave a dog alone all day, they get bored and they tear shit up. So that's what she did. She did uh, just that. Only thing about there was a couch and a rocking chair. There was a rocking chair. That's right. There was a rocking chair. And we should have noticed this in the beginning, but um, we didn't think we didn't we didn't think this was possible. But we saw her when she started chewing on the rocking chair. She was chewing on the rocking chair, and we was like, "Man, yeah, she bored." So we were like, "Whatever, the fuck." So I'm not mind you. All this while, I'm in love with this dog. I'm in elementary school. I'm in love with this dog. And um, my mom was like, "You're not about to chew up my rocking chair." So. The dog, Sheba was her name, by the way. Sheba said, the hell I ain't. Sheba tore that rocking chair up so bad we had to throw the rocking chair away. Again, that should have been a sign. We did not catch on. We was being stupid. So now, rocking chair gone. She chewed up half of it. The legs limping. Little rocker part. It wasn't even rocking anymore. It was just a chair. We had to throw that away. Gone. So now, we're not thinking this dog eats wood. We just thinking the dog was chewing on the rocking chair because we was not being smart. All of a sudden, you start seeing maybe uh, cushion fabric all over the floor. This is dog tearing the pouch. Now, my mom's seeing it. She's already upset about the rocking chair. Now the dog is tearing the cushions up. It's just getting real. 
She's like, I can't stand this damn dog. That's how she said. I can't stand this damn dog. And I was like, Mama, don't need the dog. She's like, I'm going to fix it. So, <laughs> to kind of curse <laughs> to cut down on the dog destructive behavior, we decided, because it's summer in the city, instead of leaving the house all day when we go play or go to school, let's let out in the backyard. Well, another fun fact about this dog, and many dogs, apparently, this dog would eat its own crap. Yeah, oh yeah. Now, I know to a lot of people this is not new, but some people it is new. We would watch her take a dump, turn around, and eat it up. I know, disgusting. Ugh, what was she drinking? Forget that. How was she brushing? No, 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 it didn't happen. We had this dog. Now, this 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 this, this girl, girl, she would didn't. <laughs> Man, I, I'm thinking about this as I'm telling the story. I'm thinking about how crazy it was that we kept this dog as long as we did. So <laughs> now we got two problems. She's eating the couch and she's eating the shit. We didn't know why she was doing either. Years later, I found out it's a little bit of a deficiency in her when they eat their poo. So, and it was, there was no internet, no Google, no Ask Jeeves, no Netscape, no nothing. We had to open a book. And the book said, and plus some family members, put some chili pepper on the dog's poop after they poop. And they won't eat it. But you got to be there as soon as they poop. And then also they said, Old school rules, stick the dog's nose in his own poop with the chili pepper on it. That would, that would deter them from eating the poop. I'm like 11 years old at this point. I do not have time to be chasing the dogs around with his poop. I mean, we did it. I think my dad did most of it, but eventually we just said, you know what? Just eat shit. <laughs> just eat it. Whatever. We're not kissing the dog anyway. So, Visually, the dog makes her way back in the house. Now, mind you, now, we have a dog that's eating the poo outside. She's eating the rocking chair already. She's shown that she got destructive behavior. She's shown she's about that life. And she knows that we gave her cushions away because they're not gone. We gave them to the garden man. So she's a little angry. And then she's in this room all day. And we're not really paying attention to her when, she's, when we're gone. Dog getting a little bit better. You know it's going to get go down. You know it's about to get real. And that's exactly what happened, people. She would have decided that if I, if I am going to be left here by myself, I'm going to make sure everything in this room is destroyed. And I can't tell you, people, how many days it took for this to happen. But Sheba ate the fucking couch. Now, when I say ate the couch, you say fabric too? No, no. I mean, sort of like how a fly digests its food or a spider. Sure, there's skin left, but nobody gets anything out of the skin. We went back there. Well, let me let me let me, let me, let me first say how Sheba left our household um my mother got pissed 
Um, on top of the fact that Sheba was pissing and shitting in the room, on the floor, and he, she'd already eaten her rocking chair, which was the rocking chair she used to rock me to sleep in when I was a baby. It was sentimental. She's also eating the couch that we had in that room. Now, I can't tell you where we got the couch from, but I can tell you we didn't get it for free. So, um, that combined with the fact that there was obviously an odor in this room. Okay, I'm other ways until I go to school one day. I because I'm a stupid kid. I don't, you know, what I'm saying I don't really know that there's somebody cleaned up all this mess. What I do know is that my dog is here. I got this dog, and the thing is, kids don't know. Um. Kids don't really pay attention to what it takes to maintain something. They just see that they have that something and they're happy about having that something. And that's where I was. I didn't really concern myself with the fact that the couch was destroyed or the rocking chair was mauled or um, that there was poop piles in the back room and puddles of piss on the floor. Yeah, the thing guy, we didn't have carpet. There were blue puddles of piss, kind of like after it rains on the sidewalk. Hmm, very, very descriptive. And the sunroom, because it wasn't ventilated, would heat up. And it was kind of like a small oven, you could imagine. So, she waits till I go to school one day. Okay? Okay. I come home one day. Come back home, home after school that day. I go to the back. I'm like, walking to the back like, where's the dog? Where's the oh, maybe she's outside. I was like, she's not outside. Where's my dog? My mother tells me, or my father, one of them tell me, I don't know. We got rid of the dog. We took him to Humane Society. And if, as any kid would do, with such pride and dignity, I cried my eyes out. I cried and whined and bad, bad, and bad, bad, until my mom was like, I'm going to see if I can get the dog back because I don't want to get crying and stuff like that. Now, that's what she told me. I think what she did actually was got in the car, drove around the block, and came back and told me the dog was gone. They got rid of the dog from the pet the main society. Um, as a kid, my heart was broken. I was just I was distraught. I was inconsolable. But I will say that it was probably the best thing to ever happen. Here's why. I got a stray dog from a lady down the street, basically. I had a mutt from down the street. That lady was like in her, what well, looked to me in her 80s. So she probably in her 70s. She was a small little old lady. She was very old, very old. She, she's not with us today. I guarantee you she's not. And that dog was probably a dog that she has had for security. She didn't care about that dog. She just had a dog there in case somebody tried to break into her house, which is why he was outside. Dog got pregnant. She wanted to give her the puppies because she didn't want to feed them little bastards. She wanted to get rid of them. I didn't pay her for the dog. I just got the dog from her. So I'm helping her get rid of her problem. We don't know who parent that dog was. That dog could have came. That dog parent could have been anybody. Could have been the most gangster dog in the neighborhood. So I got the most gangster dog's baby in my back room eating couches. The dog didn't die, folks. He didn't throw up. He didn't die. He ate wood. He ate wood and puppy chow. If you know anything about puppy chow, puppy chow is basically consolidated, con, uh, con, con, uh, congealed sawdust. 
It's basically solid sawdust with flavor added to it. It's the most inefficient dog food ever. I don't give a damn what nobody says about Puppy Child. Puppy Child in the 80s and 90s was crap. Came in a gigantic white bag for $14. A 50-pound bag for four. It was a it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was it was ridiculous. That we fed the dog. She didn't die. She didn't get sick. She ate the couch. She ate the rocking chair. And then she looked at us like, what's next? So Again, much like Prince in my house, at much uh, much later time, what we did not do is evaluate and evaluate the household we were bringing the dog into and make a solid decision. Was I wiser for it? Sure, I was. I'll never forget that dog for the rest of my life. But that I learned from it. I was wiser. I guess if you're wiser, you learn. Um, I guess so. Hmm, that's a good question to ask. Does, if you're wiser, does that mean you've learned? Well, yeah, you can. You can be wiser, just not use the knowledge. Does it make you smarter? I'm going off on a tangent here. Anyway, um, that dog never came back to my house. I'm glad it didn't. My mom told me later on that she only went to get the dog back to give me stop me from crying. I still don't believe that she went to that humane society today. I think he rode on a block. Might have got her a Coca Cola from the store, sat in the parking lot for a place to drink it, and then came back home. That is what I think actually happened. So, that's my dog story. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys have dog stories. I would love to hear your dog stories. Let me know what you've experienced with dogs growing up. Have you had great experiences, bad experiences, weird experiences? Have you experienced dogs like you've gotten dogs in your humane society and they've been wonderful dogs? Have you had rescues? Whatever. It's wonderful. And also, what kind of, and again, what kind of crazy stories have you had? I'm waiting to hear them. I'm excited. So, all right, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to take this night to a night cap. We're going to turn the lights off, blow the candles out, and we're going to lay it down. Ah, if you stuck around with me to the end, I appreciate it. And I will see you guys later this week. All right, thank you. And I am Gregory.